Hey, 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 welcome in. It's the House of L podcast, our Bears breakdown. The Bears win in San Francisco. I told you it wasn't going to be easy. I told you it was not going to be an easy game, but it doesn't matter because they won. And they keep alive the possibility, we talked about this weeks ago, probably like seven weeks ago, the idea that they could still track down the Rams for the number two seed. Now, the Saints won their game. They are locked into the one seed. So you're probably going to have to, if you want to win the NFC, you're probably going to have to go to New Orleans and deal with those screaming, snarling, loud fans, that really good defense, and that really, really good offense. Glad that you're along for the ride. Our Bears podcasts are brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. You should go get tickets. They have free parking. ChicagoWolves.com. And a bunch of you have asked to go to the game on Superhero Night, which is next Saturday night. Well, guess what? I'm going to let you know this week. I'll let you know on Wednesday uh, who's going to go. So I got a few more tickets from the Wolves, and I thank them for that. So it's going to be multiple people that are going to be able to come out to the game and hang out with me for a little bit on Superhero Night. And parking is free, brought to you by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Kia dealers. The Bears game today was really ugly. It was one of those games where it felt like they were sleepwalking through most of it. The good thing is for them that they have enough talent where it doesn't matter. And then you saw the guys from the 49ers just get injured. You know, Brita goes down and Pettis goes down. So any of the guys that might be able to make plays for them offensively outside of George Kittle were not really available. That being said, they stayed in the game probably too long for most people's comfort. That the game was too close with a bad team. It is interesting that... If there's one criticism of the Bears as a team, it's been how they perform on the road. Outside of the Buffalo game, it, it's, it's been a lot of close games. Now, they won those games. You're 7-1 and one at home, and you're, what, 5-4-3 and, and three on the road. And what, what are you hoping for? Win at home, split on the road. And we'll see what ends up happening next week as they get ready to go into Minnesota. As I'm taping this, the Bears game is scheduled to go off at noon next week in Minnesota. I had heard some scuttle a couple weeks ago about maybe that game gets flexed to Sunday night. But the NFL is also like there were two years where they didn't do that at all. And if I were going to flex any game, I would flex Cleveland and Pittsburgh. For a lot of reasons, but we'll see. I suspect that every game will stay where it is. Although it might make sense to flex the Bears to three o'clock next week. That way the Rams don't get a peak. Like maybe you move that game to three o'clock so that both the Bears and the Rams have um, a fair advantage on what's going to happen in their game that the Rams can't just sit and go, well, we'll see if the Bears lose, and then we'll sit Todd Gurley, and we'll do this, and we'll do that. And then maybe you just play it straight up by, by putting the Bears game on at 3 o'clock from Minnesota next week. So we'll see. But here's the way that it stands. If the Bears beat Minnesota, then they would, and the Rams win their game, then the Bears would play Philadelphia, who's playing Washington. 
in their last game of the year. I brought it up on Twitter a few weeks ago, and people kind of laughed at me. I I actually think the Bears might have a better chance against Minnesota in a rematch instead of Philadelphia. They're playing really well. Fletcher Cox seems to be on a mission, and that offense seems to work better with Nick Foles. But don't don't get me wrong. I don't want to see the Bears dump a game to pick an opponent. You have to go out there and play it like you still have an opportunity to, to get the bye. And if the game stays at noon, you for sure have to do that because you have to win for it even to make sense. So you're going to go out there and you're going to do the best you can. I'm not advocating playing guys before they're ready, meaning Eddie Jackson. If he would benefit from another week, I think you can probably get by with Deion Bush, who didn't make any real big mistakes out there today. It's a perfect type of game for him, too, by the way. Because you were going to see some heavy formations, a lot of double tight end sets, like that sort of thing. So it works out for a guy who's more of a tackler than he is a ball hawk. And that's what Deion Bush is. But these are exciting times. How great is it to have... Bears football and it being meaningful Bears football at the end of the season. The week of Christmas, you're not you're not packing things up. And, I, and let me just tell you, I am going on a trip. Now, initially, we were planning to go out of the country because the Bears over the last few years have allowed us to do that during Christmas. But... Not going to do that this year. We're going to settle for Miami. So I'm actually going to be on the air. And that's what, what Mitch asked. Mitch was like, you can do whatever you want Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But I kind of need you here Monday and Friday. So we made a deal. So I'm going to do my show Monday from – I'm actually going to do Wednesday's show too. So it'll be kind of a working vacation for me. Panther's going to sit out by the pool. But I'm going to be working Monday and Wednesday. I didn't want to miss the chance to do some crosstalk with Terry Boers on Monday. So that's going to be fun because he's going to be sitting in on the afternoon show. But it's nice to even have these conversations where we're talking about the Bears changing our plans. And so they've changed mine, but you'll hear me tomorrow night on the score regardless. As far as breakdown of this game, there's a couple things that I thought were interesting. I'm not going to belabor the podcast today. It's an ugly win, but a win. But there was a couple things that I thought were were interesting about this game. Number one, offensively, like Mitch Trubisky's numbers look incredible. They look efficient. He completed 86% of his passes, that sort of thing. What I found really interesting over the last few weeks is Nagy really trying to scale back the offense where it's a lot more short passes. It's a lot of hooks. It's a lot of, you know, quick outs, like flat routes, stuff like that, where Mitch can lock onto a primary receiver and deliver the ball. And that's what they ended up doing in this game. Like once when things were looking crazy in the first half where you have Mitch having the the ridiculous non-interception in the end zone, you had that that backward pass thing where I don't know what the hell he was doing on that play. And I felt really bad for Tariq, although he's got to catch that ball. He has to catch the ball. But I felt really bad for him because, like, oh, I'm going to run. Nope, dumping it off. And he dumped it off so awkwardly that 
and it floated on on Tariq. But he still got to catch it. But it's plays like that against good teams, it's going to get you beat. The 49ers were not in a position to beat you. They just didn't have enough. Even though their defense is fun to watch, and Kyle Shanahan calls a really interesting game. It'll be interesting to see what they look like. I've said interesting like 100 times. It'll be fun to see what their offense looks like when Garoppolo comes back, when they have a healthy Matt Breida, and with George Kittle, who is an absolute weapon at the tight end position. But it seemed like they were trying to make it so that the passes that Mitch threw were safe passes. You know, one, two, three, step, boom, get the ball out. Don't Let's not worry about trying to go down the field so much. Let's just try to get the ball out. I kept wondering, I kept asking Alex and, and Lance about this. I wonder if the 49ers saw something on tape where the Bears don't aren't great at securing the ball because it seemed like on every play they were trying to rip it out. And look, that's what you kind of want. You want a defense that's going to try to rip the ball out. Then, you know, first man secure the tackle, second man strip. Some cases you punch the ball out, you do the peanut punch and that sort of thing. But it looked like they saw something. And that it was a point of emphasis this past week in practice. Hey, these guys can be had. Hey, the ball can come out. Yeah, I jumped up and the guys got mad at me as soon as Allen Robinson caught the ball. I was like, oh, the game's over. Game's over. But he was holding it like a loaf of bread. And even Negi said afterwards he's got to get down in that situation after he gets the first down. But the way he was holding the ball looked like made him very susceptible to the ball being poked out. And it was. And it could have meant the difference between the Bears winning or losing. But for the last couple weeks, when the Bears have made mistakes on offense, their defense has bailed them out. That is a a clear sign of a great defense. A clear sign of a great defense. And they've got a big task ahead of them next week. Minnesota's offense has been scaled down. They want to try and run the ball more. I'm curious to see if that's their game plan. Like, what what do you do when you're in a position of, if you win, you're in? What do you do? How do you go about putting together the game? What does it look like? Does it look different? Do they look like a different team from the team that, that the Bears beat a few weeks ago? On Sunday Night Football. I can't wait to find out what the answer to that is. Because Mike Zimmer has been very conservative over the last two weeks after firing John Filippo, and it's worked. Their defense is so good that they should be in every game. But I guess the question comes down to who do you trust more? Do you trust Mitchell Trubisky to make the big play at the end of a game? Or do you trust Kirk Cousins? Now, this with Kirk Cousins in Washington, I might feel differently. But right now, I would say that it's pretty close to a toss-up. But I would trust Mitch because of the added element of his legs. All else fails, tuck the ball and run. And you can make a play. But the chess match that will go on between Zimmer and Negi this week is kind of cool. 
because there is the possibility that you do see them again the week after. So what things can Negi run to try and win the game, but not give away in case he wants, he has to match up with them again. But if you're Negi, maybe you're thinking, I'm not thinking that way. We're going to win this game. So whatever I got to do to win, and I'm creative enough that if I need to, I'll look at the tape and come up with something next week for the Vikings that they haven't seen. And if you're the Vikings, how desperate are you? Can you play a safe game against the Bears? Or do you have to play desperate? Are you blitzing and playing in zone behind it to try and confuse Mitch and, and turn up the pressure? Is your front four good enough? And it has been with Daniil Hunter. Is your front four good enough that you might be able to get pressure without doing that? And, and maybe you still play zone behind it because it's not where Mitch excels as a quarterback. Do you pass the ball? Or do you try to control the game and and win a 10-7 game or a 13-9 game or whatever? Or do you just go balls to the wall? We've got Thielen. We've got Diggs. Let's go up top and make some plays happen. It's going to be fun. It's fun. It's strategy. It's football strategy. Can I take a quick break away from the Bears for a minute? Did you see... Baker Mayfield. If you haven't, just look up Baker Mayfield on Twitter and you will see him trolling you, Jackson, like nobody's business. Baker's got some Philip Rivers in him. And just so you know, I was one of those people that hated Philip Rivers. I hated him. I've done a complete 180. I love Philip Rivers now. I like all the trash talking. I like that he's a mouthy dude, and Baker Mayfield is cut from the same cloth. He makes a big play to Njoku to basically win the game and then just eyeballs you, Jackson, all the way down the field. It was delicious. It just, it really, really was. <sighs> okay. On the defensive end, the Bears did generate some pressure, but they didn't really get to Mullins as much as you expected them to do. The matchup, I'm, I can't wait to watch the, the game again and watch Mac versus Staley because that was a fun matchup all afternoon long. And it was back and forth. It was some plays Staley got, got Mac and some plays Mac got Staley and kept him off of Mullins. I still don't understand why Mullins didn't run on fourth and four. I know I didn't have the complete view, and again, I'll, I'll have a chance to watch the game with the, the coach's tape, but my goodness, who chooses to make that throw on fourth and four? You're going to throw it out of bounds? You're going to heave it. You're going to heave a Hail Mary to one player instead of trying to get the four yards that keeps the game and the drive alive. Very questionable decision-making by young Nick Mullins, but... You know, he's a young quarterback, he's a backup guy. He's been playing pretty well. It just was really questionable. Let me talk about the fight real quick. Football fights, to me, are almost as ridiculous as basketball fights, baseball fights. But they're more ridiculous because guys have helmets on. I'm not sure what to make of the hit on Mitch. I feel bad for defensive players, and Negi actually said this after the game, too. The guys are 
when you have a mobile quarterback, you, I mean, you've got to try to get to him, and you're going full speed, and Mitch is super fast. So it, when he slides, it's hard to break it down. But I also understand the Bears being pissed, be like, stop hitting my quarterback in the head. Like, don't land on my quarterback's head. But Anthony Miller, he is a firecracker, man. That guy is ready to ready to rumble all the time. And it is evident. Him and Bellamy over there on the sideline, like, throwing punches and whatnot. Come on. I never understood players throwing punches with players that have helmets. And it was cool, like, being with Alex and Lance and, and Matt and saying, look, there are ways that you can get your point across without throwing a closed fist at a helmet. Then what you do is you grab the guy and you let him know, and then you take care of it during a play when you're less apt to get caught or ejected. Getting ejected, not a great look. Not a great look at all. But I do understand the the immediate nature of trying to protect your quarterback and just do it. So, it's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a real fun week this week with all the analysis around the holiday. Think about the last time that you were interested in Bears football around Christmas. It was 2012, right? Lovey's last year. It's been that long since these games have really meant something for the Bears. Like, it's not just, oh, well, they can hurt the Packers or like it, it's it's a game that's important to the Bears before we know what happens to the Rams. And then you can just eliminate a big chunk of the league and start the playoffs. But it's it is going to be fun. Again, thanks to the Chicago Wolves for sponsoring this podcast and everything we do on the podcast. ChicagoWolves.com if you want tickets. Superhero Night is coming up on the 29th. Me and some uh, House of L listeners are going to make it out there. Then they got a bunch of home games in, in January. So go out there. You spend a little time out there. There's a Wednesday game and a Friday game. You go check them out and enjoy yourself because they put on uh, a good product. Brandon Peary is like one of the league's leaders in scoring. So they're doing very well, and we thank them very much for their support of the podcast. I thank you for listening. I really highly recommend if you're listening to this and you always want to know like how I ended up on the nighttime show, what I thought about Hampton Holmes disbanding and our opportunity together on the air, you should check out episode 47. I was the guest in my, my listener, my listeners, my students were the interviewee interviewers. And they did a great job of getting some stuff out of me. So if you ever want to know how I felt about some of that stuff, um, I I was pretty raw in, in, in giving my feelings on it. So go back and check out episode 45 and 47. Um, I do appreciate the amount of people who jump on listening to our Bears podcast. Please go back and, and just scroll through and see if there's an interview that, that interests you. Like it might be Sarah Spain or Cheryl Scott, or Mark Shanowski. I really highly recommend the Mark Shanowski. I think that's episode four, because that's where he talked about how he wanted to do play-by-play, and now he's going to do play-by-play on the 30th. So 
He he gave me a very sincere thank you when I left NBC Sports Chicago today, and it was appreciated, but not necessary. It's not. I guess we willed it into existence, but it's not like I did anything. But yeah, go back and check out episodes forty-five and forty-seven, and scroll through and see if there's an interview that you really like. Like the Barry Rosner one is dope. Honestly, like all of them are good. But whatever your taste is as far as media people in town, it's it's I think you'll enjoy it. And later on this week, as a little bonus, Jake Johnson from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is going to be the guest on the podcast. I had an interview with him on the score, but we talked for like 30 minutes after that, specifically for the pod. So you get a little extra bonus material. And it's already done and ready to roll. And I'll share that with you. Probably, I'll probably drop it Christmas night. Have a great Christmas. Take care of yourself. Don't drink too much eggnog. Listen to House of L because I know you got some time off. You're going to be driving around. Enjoy some of the interviews. Enjoy some of the bear stuff. And I will be on the score Monday and Wednesday night from Miami. My working vacation with Panther. And I'm going to try and enjoy some warm weather. And then it gets real because then we start talking about implication football on Sunday and then playoffs after that. I'll talk to you later on this week. Peace.